did she do? Woman Checker, hello. I am Samsara and you are listening to What Did She Do? Before I begin, I would like to acknowledge this podcast is created in Nam on the lands of the Kulin Nation and thank them for allowing us to tell our stories here. What Did She Do? is a podcast which features reviews written by myself and keeps you up to date with live theatre and events in Melbourne. Midsummer Festival is over and Melbourne barrels into Asia Topa from this week on. Chicago the Musical is still on in the State Theatre at the Art Centre Melbourne. The show is playing all the way through to the 21st of February, but the season cannot be extended, so you need to get your tickets now and you can find out more at chicagothemusical.com.au. MTC's Home I'm Darling is playing in the Sumner Theatre. The season has been extended to the 22nd of February. For bookings and more information, you can head to mtc.com.au. La Mama currently has rehearsal for Death Running, but tonight is the last show. Later in What Did She Do? I will feature my review, but for more information, you can go to lamama.com.au. If you prefer music over dance, the Abbotsford Convent Oratory has Chlorophyll doing its last performance tonight. Head to midsummer.com.au for bookings and information. MTC's Torch the Place is running at the Fairfax Studio until the 2nd of March. You can book at mtc.com.au. The Malthouse is also finally kicking off their 2020 season with The Importance of Being Earnest, which opens on the 14th of February. And here is some more information about the show. A Comedy of Lies In Oscar Wilde's most famous comedy of lies, Jack and Elgie thrive on the double lives as Ernest to find the lover they desire in Ernest. When questions of family heritage threaten their romantic desires, the gents question whether style really trumps insecurity. Here, two multi-award-winning daredevils, David Woods and John Haynes, gleefully act out every role, tumbling chaotically through impossible costume changes. The beating heart of Wilde's humanity exposes itself between these ludicrous theatrics. In 2006, when Woods and Haynes first brought this production to Melbourne, Malthouse Theatre audiences fell out of their seats in laughter. Now the Ridiculousness team triumphantly return to double down on the hilarious dishonesty. It's written by Oscar Wilde, adapted by John Haynes, Jude Kelly and David Woods. The show is directed by Jude Kelly and performed by John Haynes and David Woods. The design is by Zoe Atkinson. The show is playing in the Merlin Theatre at the CUB Malthouse. The dates are the 14th of February to the 8th of March. And for bookings, you can go to malthousetheatre.com.au. There are some special dates. So the previews are the 14th, 15th and 17th of February. Opening night is the 18th of February. There's a time to talk on the 25th of February and a relaxed performance on the 21st of February. Staying with the physical theatre theme, La Mama is premiering Unsuckle. And here's a little bit more about that show. Unsuckle. What motherhood has meant and what it means now. I think about my mum and her mum and then think about me being a mum and then think about when and if to be a mum and then Mother Earth and I'm like, fuck. After a sold-out La Mama exploration season in 2019, this trio return with an updated and freshly urgent redevelopment of their work under its new title, Unsuckle. Through physical theatre, Unsuckle presses the question of what motherhood has meant and what it means now. This intimate work explores the unsung mothers of our lineages and the mothers that bore us, wrangling with the difficult question of whether, with the all-consuming risk of impending climate catastrophe, there is ever a good time to have a kid. 
Are we the generation that says goodbye to motherhood? Unsuckle is a result of almost two years of ensemble physical theatre practice. Based in Nam, Melbourne, the ensemble was established in 2018 when Harriet Wallace-Mead and Josiah Lullum began regularly training together, developing a performance collaboration informed by physical theatre and improvisation. Wallace Mead's ongoing experience working under Xanthi Beasley as assistant director to the devised dance theatre works The Lonely Crowd and Things We Should Talk About, coupled with Lullum's experience as a member of Melbourne Playback Theatre Company and his being a graduate of the Duende School of Ensemble Physical Theatre, laid the foundations for a caring yet rigorous physical theatre duet. In 2019, Isabella Vadivalu, a current master's directing student at the Victorian College of the Arts and former member of the Dig Collective, as well as being creative director of Small and Loud, joined the ensemble as a director. She uses her fierce vision to shape the ideas, motions and emotions of this work. The ensemble's first outing, if needed, repeat, saw a sold-out season in La Mama Explorations 2019. It was this dynamic new trio's first attempt at grappling with the possible end of the inevitability of motherhood as we know it. For Unsuckle, the ensemble is joined by prolific and daring designers Jess Keefe, sound, and Jeffrey Watson, set and costume, promising greater clarity of sound and vision as they push into that fraught space in which personal and political rub up uncomfortably against one another. As the work continues to develop, so too does the urgency of a response to the climate emergency. Where, if needed repeat, gently proposed forestalling having kids in the face of this emerging catastrophe, Unsuckle digs deep into the difficult fears, the bodily mess, and the blazing hope that underpins our thoughts and feelings about motherhood in a climate emergency. The season runs from the 11th to the 16th of February. The times are Tuesday, which is the preview, at 6.30pm, Wednesday to Saturday at 7.30pm and Sunday at 4pm. The venue is the Mama Courthouse and tickets are $30 adult and $20 concession. For bookings, you can call 03 9347 6948 or you can go to their website, lamama.com.au. time for my feature review and this week the review is for the current La Mama show Rehearsal for Death. Rehearsal for Death is a dance review. It's been performed from the 6th to the 9th of February at La Mama Courthouse. It has been created and performed by Rebecca Stewart and Sophie Thompson. Lighting and stage management are by Jordan Carter. You may recall in 2018, the Melbourne arts scene was rather obsessed with the question of death, what it is, how we approach it, how we deal with it, and many other permutations on the theme. Death is always a favourite topic though, and Rehearsal for Death, playing this week at the Mama Courthouse, is the latest iteration on the theme. Rehearsal for Death is a contemporary dance work which gets its genesis from the gothic surrealist photographic portraiture of Francesca Woodman. Woodman shot in black and white and investigated life amidst decay and had an extremely strong femorotica edge to her work. Whilst not having lived long enough to ever see success, she killed herself at 22 years of age, her photos have developed a posthumous fame. Stuart and Thompson are dancers who seem to be at opposite ends of their artistry. Stuart is a well-established multidisciplinary artist who works with visual mediums as well as her body as artscape. Thompson is an emerging dancer who has yet to make her mark on the industry. 
The golf is evident in their dance styles, with Stuart being strong and animated every second, her body sinuous and energetic across the whole journey. Stuart, on the other hand, has still to develop that full body awareness, the kind which zings right through to the fingertips and toes. On the other hand, she does bring an air of that physical ennui which envelops youth today and brings an intriguingly different reference point to the story of Woodman and her youthful depression. This aspect of her performance really becomes powerful in the nightclub scene. Both dancers have high-level dance skills and are well-versed in the tropes of contemporary dance, and this comes through in the compositional construction of Rehearsal for Death. I'm not sure that this dance actually speaks to the content, though. It feels a little bit form over function for me, which means the art gets lost in the craft. In the program notes, the women call the show their memento mori, a reminder that you will die. There are certainly strong references to death across the work. The car crash, Thompson's body strewn in a casket, Stuart's replica of the photo of Woodman staring at a black body silhouette on the floor. The subject of death is not at issue here. It is more a question of what the rehearsal aspect of the work is. I would have liked a stronger reference to the actual style of Woodman's photographs. The erotica is completely ignored, although there is so much scope there, especially with auto-erotica. Woodman was also fascinated with mirrors, and whilst I am happy they didn't go so far as to have a mirror on stage, I felt the duet could have and should have referenced that. Instead, it just looked like a tick box section for a vocational dance class. I want to go back to the nightclub scene. For me, this was a glorious moment of brilliance. It spoke so loudly to the banality, repetition and loss of joy in life as we march inexorably to our demise. Amidst its strident message of doom though, humour breaks through and releases us for just a moment to laugh at ourselves and remember there is joy in life. There is a spoken section of the dance, but it adds nothing to the experience in either the storytelling or the art. It is part of a meta-construct rehearsal for death, rehearsal for performance, that tired old horse. It is a sad dip in the show, not only because of its derivative nature, but also because neither of the dancers have evidently ever trained their vocal cords in the way they have trained the rest of their body. This is so common with contemporary dance, which includes voice. Why use a part of your body you haven't trained for performance? This is actually a complaint I have about many modern actors too, I might add. The vocal cords are a muscle. Learn how to use them. Rehearsal for Death is an intriguing nugget, but it is not yet ready, mostly because it needs stronger dramaturgy and production. Unfortunately, the courthouse lighting grid is not really capable of dance lighting, and if you are going to reference photography in your work, you really do need an agile lighting setup and design. Carter, who did the lighting, does a good job with the resources she has, especially in the second half of the show, but Rehearsal for Death needs more to really work. I think there is a lot of potential in Rehearsal for Death. It just needs to be braver and bolder and probably needs some resources invested in the aesthetics of the piece. The soundtrack is amazing, by the way. I have given this show two and a half stars. If you would like to comment on this review, you can go to whatdidshethink.com and have your say in the comment section under the review. This week, I also reviewed Leopard Print Loincloth and Belinda Hahn Reed's Love Rorum. You can read those reviews at whatdidshethink.com. You can also invite me to review your show through the Contact Me gadget on the left of the page. If you want my reviews as soon as they come out, you can follow me by email. Just fill out the field to the left of the review. And now it's time for something special. And I have two something specials for you this week. We'll begin with a short little excerpt from Billy Elliot, the musical. 
Billy Elliot, the musical, is opening on the 20th of February at the Regent Theatre. And for bookings, you can head to billyelliotthemusical.com.au. Okay, now for a little bit of a change of pace. With a slightly more classical air, Clara is opening at La Mama Courthouse on the 18th. And for bookings and information, you can head to lamama.com.au. But first, here is the trailer, which features the creator, Elena Matson telling us a bit more about her process and how she made Clara. My name is Elena Matson and I wrote uh, Clara. I produce it and perform it in it as a piano and as an actor. A date. He wants me to go on a date. I just realised when I, when I decided I wanted to write a play about a musician that there were not many female composers and I and I saw that surely there must be. What? You've never seen a woman. It was quite revolutionary too. Clara seemed to be very dramatic, so very suitable for stage. Um, and I started researching her in death. I deceived my father for years, secretly meeting my lover, Robert. She seemed very interesting and and um, yeah. All those pianists, many men, but also many women. And everyone knew who I was. And then she locked her husband into a mental asylum. She didn't even visit once in two years. <gasps> yes, no, yes. She must have been busy, don't you think? I wrote it, but uh, before starting writing, I, I devised with Colin Watkins, the director's um, help me throughout 10 weeks of, of devising process and Katrina Carey has been my dramaturg so she's been helping me with the writing process. Oh and of course you can all call me Maestro and of course in between there was also the music so I did the musical research um, listening to the pieces and finding chronologically when they were written and finding similarities to what was going on in her life. So I chose the pieces for what they were saying to me according to what I decided to also narrate about her. Oh madame, j'ai compris. <laughs> Vous voulez des préservatives? <gasps> what? <laughs> so initially it was really hard to find a structure that was fictional enough but also connected to, to the to the bio because it's history so you need to be really accurate and how to use the sources into a, a fictional frame. I remember when I first met Robert so that took me quite a few drafts before I managed to, to find you know a pretest to, to start narrating the story and, and put all I knew into it without following a chronological order so that was probably the hardest. You must be Clara he knows my name. I am uh, Robert. Robert Schumann. <laughs> Music is like words, and it's especially for her, but it was the way that she was communicating, so it couldn't be separated. 
I became the wife and the mother he wanted me to be, and now he jumps into rhyme. I used to be such a rebel. When I was 18, I felt that the world was at my feet. The choice not just to be the shadow of a man, the choice to be heard, to earn money, and to make a name for myself before having that of a man attached to mine. Coming up next week, Asia Topa is taking over Melbourne and here is some of what you will be able to see. The Asia Topa takeover of M Pavilion begins on the 17th with a lunchtime performance every day. For more information on that, you can head to mpavilion.org. As I mentioned earlier, Clara opens at La Mama from the 18th and you can find out more at lamama.com.au. The Brunswick Mechanics Institute has praise on from the 20th of February. Praise celebrates the sacred and the sensual. For information and bookings, head to nextwave.org.au. Arts House presents What is Chinese, which is an international collaboration. It opens on the 20th. Bookings and information are available at artshouse.com.au. And if musicals are your thing, as I mentioned before, Billy Elliot opens at the Regent Theatre from the 20th. For bookings, head to billyelliotthemusical.com.au. For opera lovers, Victorian Opera is presenting the short, sharp and shocking Salome at the Palais. For details and bookings, go to victorianopera.com.au. What Did She Do is created by myself, Samsara. If you like what you heard today, you can leave a tip. Or if you want to support me to keep doing what I'm doing, you can become a financial subscriber from just $1 a month. Just follow the tip jar link in the show notes. You can get my reviews hot off the press as they come out by following whatdidshethink.com by email. Also, if you like a bit of fiction in your podcast mix, you can check out my other podcast, Samsara's Dramas, scripts straight from my pen to your ears via an amazing ensemble of actors. Right now, audiences are indulging in a fun Aussie take on the traditional summer Shakespeare. Let's catch up again next week. What did she do?